Adam Ezer and Chris Towers here on your Thursday edition of Fantasy Baseball today. Nolan Arenado hit three home runs. Yeah. Course field, whatever. Uh, Stinks. Yeah, Justin Verlander feels like his old self again. We'll talk about him. We got the drop meter for some pitchers who are about 80% owned. One of them is Mike Leak. Spoiler alert, we'll tell you about the others. And I am very excited to play Chris Towers versus Chris Taylor. Are you excited, Chris Towers? I'm just going to depends on what uh, the competition is. In baseball, he'll definitely beat me. It's going, like it's a fantasy music debate. trivia. I don't know. I might get him. Uh, what if it were? Where is Chris Taylor from? I'm going to look that up. And because uh, you know, I'm just going to assume his music taste based on where he's from. More on that in a second. If you're hiring. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Chris Taylor is from... Virginia. Virginia Beach, Virginia. That could go... Hmm. No, I think he's a classic rock guy, Chris. You think you'd, you'd beat him in classic rock? I think so. I think so. Unless we get into, like, Prague. I don't know so much about, like, King Crimson and all that stuff, but, like, regular classic rock, I'm good. Never even heard of, never even heard of what you just talked about. (laughs) Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. It's just me and Chris today. Your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Your tweets with buy or sell at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, at C Towers CBS. And since Scott and Heath aren't here, I'm mad at them, and I'm not gonna. They don't have any. They don't. They don't deserve anything. They don't. No Twitter handle for them. Uh, Is there anything interesting to say about Nolan Arenado? Without looking at the notes, why don't you? He's the number one third baseman in fantasy. Guess what number hitter Nolan Arenado is? In head to head, he's the same in both points and roto. Well, since you've set this up so well, I'm gonna say number one. Number eight. Oh well. Yeah. Yeah. He. uh... I was watching that game. I had it on. He homered in the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings. Strange. That's that's amazing. Uh, he's, that, yeah, he's that's real strange. good. And course field is great. Yeah, there's just you know this is a three homer game. It doesn't require much fantasy analysis. So uh, why don't I throw it over to you, Chris? What stood out to you in Wednesday's action? Well, let's talk about Garrett Cole, who has been just absolutely stellar. Since basically the beginning of June, his first start in June was a a mess. He gave up seven earned runs. He gave up seven earned runs uh, a few starts later. But I think other than that, he hasn't had a game where he's allowed more than two earned runs. Yeah, he's only had one game where he's allowed more than two earned runs in his last seven. Um, and there's I've noticed an interesting thing looking at his uh, his pitch effects data. He stopped throwing his changeup quite so much. He's throwing at a career high. 12% of the time for the season overall. But in five of his last seven starts, he has thrown it less than 10% of the time. This is and, Garrett Cole, right? Yeah, Garrett Cole. And that could be, um, you know, there, there could be some correlation there because over the course of his career, his changeup has been his worst pitch, both in terms of swing strikes and in terms of uh, power allowed. So that could be one explanation for Garrett Cole's turnaround. Okay. I just think that a guy that doesn't have a changeup, like how good could he be? What's it's just gonna limit his ceiling a little bit. I think at this point with Cole, you probably just want good. You know, you're not it's like I've sort of given up on him being great. I just Yeah, I guess I mean he's been he's been great. Well, for, uh, he has the strikeouts are getting better. 
But yeah, ten last night. Yeah, against the Brewers, who strike out more than anyone in baseball. But still, that's a very good lineup. Um, you're probably right. I don't expect great, but I think he can be better than he has been so far. All right, Garrett Cole, you're a standout. Sonny Gray is a standout. His last five starts, Sonny Gray has given up six earned runs in 33 and a third innings, with seven walks to 28 strikeouts. He has faced three bad teams: the White Sox twice and the Braves. Bad lineups. Uh, also the Indians and the Rays, and the Rays are not not a bad lineup at all. They do strike out a lot, but uh, Gray has been rolling. Again, six earned runs in 33 and a third over his last five starts. Here's my question. It does seem like there's a really good chance that he made his last home start, Sonny Gray. And, in fact, in this really good stretch, four of his last five starts were at home, and the other was at the White Sox. He's got a 308 ERA at home. He's got a 485 ERA on the road. Are you saying that Sonny, are you going to say Sonny Gray is a sell high candidate? I think a move to Houston would be really, ugh, not It good. would be risky, uh, for sure. But I, I just don't know how much, like, how, how interested are people in Sonny Gray at this point? I guess that's my big question is, is anybody beating down your door to go get Sonny Gray because he had a couple of good starts? I don't know, maybe. No, I, I think, but, okay, but here's, here's a real life situation. So in the editorial league, I'm not sure if you've heard about this league. I'm 27 and one. Uh, oh, really? You know, just say, wow. yeah, what, a, what an accomplishment. May possibly on my way to, to 29 and one. Um, I have Sonny Gray and I have uh-huh. Eduardo Rodriguez coming off the DL. I might like Gray better than Rodriguez. That's not. Thick, I think I do. Yeah, but I'm gonna try to trade like two pitchers for one, or a pitcher and a hitter for an upgrade, or something like that. And I'm going to make Sonny Gray a big part of that. I think that's probably smart. And and you're in a situation where um, I hope your season falls apart. But you probably <laughs> do want to – if you're a sure thing for the playoffs at this point, I think we're reaching the point where your depth is really not that important. And you want to start consolidating depth pieces to build the best starting lineup that you can yeah. heading into the playoffs, especially in that head-to-head league. Yeah, for sure. And boy, I got, I mean, at 27 and 1, I got some bad players on my team. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a 14 team league, but Jonathan VR is my starting shortstop. We got to talk about him. He's sat twice in a row. Mitch Haniger is an outfielder for me right now. Uh, yeah, so I got to make some, some upgrades and I'm hoping to use Sonny Gray to do that. So, all right, those are a few of Wednesday's standouts. Chris Taylor was also a Wednesday standout. And he is only 69% owned. Taylor is second base, third base, and outfield eligible. All right, Chris Towers versus Chris Taylor. I'm going to be Chris Taylor, and I'm going to speak in the first person. And the first thing I'm going to do, Chris Towers, is is look at your rankings. And I know you have me as the number 30. The number 30 second baseman in in points leagues. And let me just check. I'll move you up. All right, yeah, you're definitely going to move me up. But not that much. Well, I think you should. I think I should be like closer to 15. I'm Chris Taylor. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, here's my thing with Chris Taylor. And there, there, we, we got an email yesterday that I, I started responding to and I didn't end up writing the email, but the Dodgers broadcast was talking about Chris Taylor reworking his swing in the offseason. I think that's great. I think it's good to put, put work in your game and it appears to have paid dividends for him, but we're still looking at a guy. He's got a 28% strikeout rate. He's got a 410 BABIP. He's got like an 88 mile per hour average exit velocity, which is pretty much average. He's got a 34% hard contact rate, which 
at this point is just a little bit better why than average. Say, why so, don't you t- talk directly to me, Chris Taylor? Chris Taylor, so you've got yeah. pretty much an average batted ball profile. Not bad, but certainly not great. Mm-hmm. You've also got a 28% strikeout rate. Why are you striking out so much, Chris? Uh, what Does it matter? I mean, I'm the number five second baseman in points leagues and number four in Roto. You since, have been very good since so May 6th when I started playing regularly. I have That's an eight, true. eight seven, and, and you know you're forgetting. I steal bases. I got 12 that, steals since May 6th. That That's is basic. very true. I cannot yeah. take those stolen bases from you. You've got them in your pocket. You're mm-hmm. taking them with you. But I love it. You've got a 410 Babbitt, and when that Babbitt drops to 330, which is still very good, now all of a sudden you're a 240 hitter. All of a sudden, you've got a 300 bat on base percentage. All of a sudden, you're probably not going to keep hitting for this kind of power, but maybe you do. And all maybe. of a sudden, you're you just look like a pretty normal player who doesn't have the track record to fall back on. There's a lot of red flags here that indicate that he can't keep this kind of production up. I can't. You can't keep this. Kind I'm not of good at role up. playing. No, you're not. Um, you know, in I'd Virginia be, Beach, we wouldn't stand for this. I'd be terrible at uh, improv because <laughs> I don't say yes and. I well, no all right. And. So then let's talk about where I think I, you, you should I'll, rank I'll me. admit I've probably written Chris Taylor off too much. I'll find a way to get him into my top 20 at second base, but it's tough. That's It's actually a pretty crowded position there. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd, ra- I think I'd rather own me than Jonathan VR at this point. Yeah, just the playing time for VR is just not there. And right here's, now. you know, here's one last thing about me, Chris Taylor. I've led off in four of the last five games, and that's obviously an amazing lineup. I, I'm a little worried. I, I should probably ask uh, Dave Roberts what's going to happen if Adrian Gonzalez comes back. Is that going to move Cody Bellinger to the outfield? Am I going to be fighting for playing time at that point? Or maybe I'll just play second base. And the Dodgers have also been linked to various outfielders in the trade rumors. The Ryan Braun was the big trade rumor a couple of months ago. There's still a chance that they make a a big move that way. Second, yeah, I mean it is a little bit tough to to put me Chris Taylor ahead of some of these guys. Like I've got, I I've moved you up to 21st. So that's yeah, okay. I got to be ahead of Javier Baez. Uh, See, Javier Baez has been really good of late, though. Look at the fantasy points. He doesn't play enough. He okay. didn't like the, yes the slash I've got him to good. 19. You got you got who 19th? I've got you at 19. 19. I moved you behind Javier above Javier Baez and Jason Kipnis Thank to get you. you there. Thank I you. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I'd still yeah. I I am happy. Thank you. Chris, I appreciate that. Um Whit Merrifield or me, Chris Taylor. I have Whit Merrifield two spots higher. And that is your Chris Taylor discussion. I do think if he starts leading off regularly, that would certainly help, but you know, look, he batted 227 in June. Um, I actually was surprised that he's only 69% owned, that I'm only 69% owned, Chris Taylor, but I actually, I think it makes sense. He's, he, I think our listeners, some of them that have been in vocal, might be overrating him a little bit. And Chris made a very good, uh, very insulting argument about me right to my face, but that's fine. Uh, here's your quote of the day. We got a tweet of the day. We got news and notes. Buy or sells coming up. Your quote of the day is from, Justin Verlander, quote, a huge step in the right direction. It felt like me again, end quote. Also, Brad Osmus said it was the best start of the year for Justin Verlander. Seven innings, two runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. I watched I watched two innings of this game. I wanted to see Justin Verlander, but I made a promise to my lovely wife, and it's still weird saying wife, that I would <laughs> watch a movie with her. So we watched Get Out. You seen Get Out? I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. 
I've heard it's very good. I heard it was very good too. I I would disagree. Okay. It's worth seeing. I just wouldn't use the word very in front of me. Can I can I ask you uh one other question related to this topic? Yeah. How weird is wearing a ring every day? Well, you know, I'd have to wear the ring every day to answer that question, but it oh. is so weird for me. I wear it when I go out of the house. I, I don't wear it around the house. And you yeah, know, I, don't, I, I don't go out of the house it, much. <laughs> it was, it was very weird. I'm, I'm seven and a half years in at this point, so I'm used to it. I've got the ring divot that you get in your finger. You get that? Uh, from, oh yeah, you, you'll get just like a, an indent on your ring finger at the base. I don't want uh, that. I don't want that. It, it was very strange. I'm not a person who wears accessories like that. So at the, the first couple of months, it was, I, I dropped it a few times in public and, Whew, oh, that, that did not go over. No, that I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I just like started fidgeting with fidgeting with it at the uh at a museum when we were on our honeymoon, and it got away from me. Ran down a, a flight of stairs. I oh had to chase God. it. It was a great sign. Yeah, I we were watching the movie, and I wanted to take the ring off. We had just come back from being out, and uh, she, I said, "Can I put it on the on the coffee table or like the end table next to the couch?" She's like, no, the cat's gonna knock it on the floor, which yeah. of course would happen. And I'm like, uh, but I didn't want to go to the bedroom to put it in the jewelry box, so I had to just. She's like, why don't you just not wear the ring at all? I was like, okay, I'm gonna wear it. I'll wear it. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, um, Justin Verlander said he had a great start, and I guess he looked good for the two innings I saw. And he said it was, you know, it felt like me again. What do you think about that quote? That we have seen something like this from Verlander in the past, where he has sort of predicted a red hot run, and he didn't quite do that, but. Seven, it was a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, I guess the, the seams on the baseball were fine this time out. I don't know. He's complained about that a lot. And I just, I think he's mostly okay. Like I look at the game log and over the last 10 starts, it's all two or three earned runs allowed. And then the one seven earned runs to the Indians. He's been mostly okay. The control is still iffy, but I, I've never, I, I've only moved Justin Verlander down a little bit just because I haven't had a good reason to believe that he's somehow just not good anymore. I'm putting in my Marcus Stroman for Justin Verlander trade offer now. Probably had a better chance 24 hours ago of getting this Probably. completed. Also, I uh, lost, you jerk, you're going to beat me in the podcast league. Every single one of my players is going to get hurt by the end of the week. <laughs> Correa, Bryant, Herrera left with a... Uh, the illness yesterday after blowing a save. I offered Heath George Springer for his third baseman, Manny Machado, who will be my shortstop if he accepts the trade. Do you think I have any, any chance of Chris taking Springer for Machado? Mm, probably not. If it was someone else, maybe, but Heath, uh, Heath trusts the process on Manny Machado, I think. Yeah, but Springer has been like a million times better. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm making trade offers. Stroman for Verlander, Springer for Machado. Let's make something happen here. Tweet of the day comes from Jake. He says, which White Sox pitching prospect should be picked up with Jose Quintana gone? Luke Giolito is the the bigger name, but I think Ronaldo Lopez is probably the better chance at this point. Uh, he struck out 12 in his most recent game uh, for AAA Charlotte, has pitched at least six innings in four in his last four starts, hasn't allowed more than two runs in any of them. Yeah, I think uh, I think he would be the one that I would bet on at this point. Alrighty, so Luke, so uh, uh, Ronaldo Lopez, I almost said Giolito. Lopez is someone you could be looking at right now. 
if you're going to take a flyer on a minor league pitcher. Our email address, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. I will try to make time for your emails. Also going to try to make time for today's pitching matchups, starts and sits. News and notes, Tyler Clippard is going to get save chances for the White Sox. That's frustrating. Yeah, I put a $1 bid in for him in an auction league. Heath put a $2 bid in for him, and Heath won. Congratulations, Heath. Clippard's had a really interesting year. He was lights out. Yeah. And then he was so bad for a few weeks, like, like designate me for assignment bad. And he's since, you know, kind of turned it around. Not fully, but Clipper, you know, like he's had an excellent career and could do a nice job. So would you rather have Ryan Madsen or Tyler Clippard? I mean, I guess Clippard since he's actually gotten that vote of confidence for the ninth inning. Yeah. I just, like I said on yesterday's show, they're, they're terrible. They're trying to be terrible. Yeah. Don't know how many save chances he'll get, but you never know. All right, Clippers, a guy you can go out and, and look to acquire. JD Martinez, one day after getting traded, left uh, with a bruised hand after being hit by a pitch. He's going to miss a couple of games, maybe more, but it looks like Martinez avoided serious injury. Same thing for Chris Bryant, who's day to day with a left pinky sprain, might be able to play tomorrow. Kelvin Herrera was ill. He had no energy. He blew a save. He left the game. I think he got a win. Um, <laughs> Aaron Sanchez left with a blister. How droppable is Aaron Sanchez? By the way, with the dropo meter coming up later. Aaron Sanchez. I, I'm okay with dropping him at this point. He just can't get healthy. I, it, maybe it's the baseball. Maybe it's something with him, but I, I, I don't mind dropping him. I almost feel like the blisters are more evidence of the baseball being different than the home runs. I think both are, but, you know, and, and that's one thing that, I think Eno Saris tweeted this a, about a week and a half ago when it really, when Marcus Stroman started complaining about it. The rate of, the number of days lost to blisters on the DL for starting pitchers is like double what it was in 2015 and 2015 was double what it was in 2014, I yeah, believe. It's ridiculous. So there seems to be some evidence there. Uh, Aaron Sanchez left, so did Steven Souza. Souza left with a hip strain. He was feeling better after the game, but he's going to have some tests, Steven Souza. I think he's had issues with his hips in the past as well. Hips don't lie. Mm. Important lady said that one time. Uh, Dustin Pedroia, how's this for poetic? I don't know. It's not poetic justice, but Dustin Pedroia, well, it's a coincidence. His errorless streak <laughs> ended at 114 games. Longest streak by a second baseman since Darwin Barney. Went 141 games without an error in 2012. Chris, guess who hit the ball to Dustin Pedroia that he booted? Miguel Cabrera. No, it was Darwin Barney, of course. Oh, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. Mike, Mon Mike Montgomery had a good start for the Cubs. Is he going to lose his spot in the rotation? Does he even matter? Well, they still have – I guess Eddie Butler's already out of the rotation when John Lackey came back. Right, and, and they'll then... have Hendricks back. And then Hendricks is supposed to be coming back. They added Quintana. I would have to guess Mike Montgomery. but. Maybe they can use him as a bat off the bench. He crushed a 400-foot homer yesterday. <laughs> uh, David Dahl is off the 60-day DL. He was sent, though, to AAA. So, uh, yeah, so they, they optioned him to AAA, David Dahl. Eduardo Nunez dealing with some discomfort in his hamstring. That's the one that already put him on the DL. But Bruce Bochy said that it's not serious with Nunez. Danny, Sal Danny Salazar is going to start Saturday, hoping for Kluber on Sunday, but that might not happen. He might have his start pushed back a few more days. Evan Gaddis DH'd yesterday, and Scott said that the Astros are going to try to get him in the lineup more. And Jonathan VR, 90% owned. He has sat two straight games. I blew it. Had the chance to pick up Marwin Gonzalez and drop VR. 
And VR actually started playing well for fantasy. Yeah. I mean, he was striking out, but he was also stealing bases. He was, he was, I, I'm surprised that they've benched him two games in a row, given that it looked like he was hitting a little bit better. Yeah, I, I still believe he has enough talent to be fantasy relevant, but I just don't know if the role's there. Keone Kella could be back today. I still think he's a dark horse. I don't even know how much of a dark horse, but a candidate to get saves from yeah. the Rangers. Keone Kella. Xander Bogarts could be back today. Hyunjin Ryu is going to start on Monday. I think that's just going to be a spot start for him. Yoan Moncada made his major league, oh no, his White Sox debut. He batted sixth. He played second base, went 0 for 2 with a walk. And hooray for Moncada. Yoana Cespedes, this is really interesting. He is just not healthy. He is not running at full speed. I guess he let a fly ball drop in front of him. He's not running balls out. He can't. And yeah. they're like, how do they, they're going to shut him down, man. Like once they're totally out of it in the last month. That's I, a real concern. Yeah, it should be. I can't say it's a guarantee, but it's a concern. Um, San Francisco will, oh, also Mets news. Neil Walker expected back on Monday for the Mets. As Jubal Cabrera will probably move to third. Yeah, I have may, may a culp on that one. Yeah, what happened there? I, I saw the, the Peter Gammons tweet. He said, Mets will move as Jubal Cabrera to Red Sox. I took that as a report that the Red Sox were going to trade for me as Jubal Cabrera. Yeah. Turns out Peter Gammons was just speculating wildly. Yeah, uh, or maybe instead of Red Sox, he meant third base. Or both. Yeah. This could obviously still happen. The Giants will sign Pablo Sandoval to a minor league contract, and Todd Frazier is going to stay at third base. Chase Headley will move to first base. That's weird. Yeah. Chase Headley's still good at third, right? And it's the only reason he's like a major league player at this point is his defense. He doesn't – he seems fine to me. Yeah. Yeah. Any trade rumors that you find interesting? I mean, the, the Yankees – the Yankees are probably like the one of the hottest trade rumor teams right now. They might use some of that bullpen depth to get a starter. Zach Britton might go to the Dodgers. He obviously wouldn't close there. I don't know. Who's the, who's yeah, there's the, a lot of like ones where it's not the move that I find interesting, but what would happen in in response to the move? Like, as Drupal Cabrera seems an obvious candidate to get traded, hopefully that means Ahmed Rosario gets called up. Zach Britton getting moved, obviously very bad for Zach Britton's fantasy value if the rumors to the Dodgers are true. But it'd be great for Brad Bar- Brock. Uh, the Yankees, I mean, can they trade for two, maybe three starting pitchers? <laughs> they got some issues. Yeah, and and I get, I mean, I don't know that I'd see them moving Conley right after acquiring him. But if they did, I guess Conley could, again, end up in a saves mix. But that seems like a, like a stretch. Yeah, that, that seems like a long shot. I think yeah. they'd prefer to just keep him around. Well, yeah. That's what would make most sense to me for the next two years. Yeah, um, they should trade Dellen Batances. Oh, for man, like who's the best starting pitcher? Like nobody wants trade to trade him to the Dodgers for one of their two of their like nine million pitchers. All right, Batances for Alex Wood. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna work. All right, fair enough. So the, these teams right now they're trying to acquire top talent. You need it to win in fantasy. It's all about getting the right people on your team, and it's no different for businesses. You need good people for your company. You need to try ZipRecruiter when you're looking for top talent. You can do that for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Look, if you want to find the best people when you're hiring, you can't just use one site. you got to get the word out, and ZipRecruiter is the place to do that. At ZipRecruiter.com, post your job to 100-plus job sites with one click. 
And then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. That's why ZipRecruiter is different, and that's why you got to try it. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. It's a no-brainer. Use ZipRecruiter, big business, small business, whatever. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike because our listeners can start forming their own winning team for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. Are you ready for some buy or sell? Yes. All right. Even if you weren't, we were going to play buy or sell anyway. That's, I figured. Danny Perez says buy or sell. James Paxson is a top 12 starting pitcher rest of season. Well, I have rankings. And Danny, uh, James Paxson has been a top 12 starting pitcher since coming off the DL for me. So that was a, that's a pretty easy buy. Are you the only one with – yes. So Paxton is top 20 for Heath and Scott. He's 11th for you. Mm-hmm. He's turning I, it on. I mean, he had that, that bump in the road. There are injury concerns, although I think that – he had, what, the forearm issue earlier or was it a shoulder? He had something earlier this season. But last year he pitched 150 innings. The only time he missed last year was – because he got hit by a comebacker on the arm. It's not like he actually got hurt. That was something completely unavoidable. So I wonder if the injury concerns are a little overblown, and I just think there just aren't 10 pitchers. There there aren't more than uh, 10 or 11 pitchers I like more than him at this point. I would even say you should move him ahead of Johnny Cueto. I just did. Booyah. All right, Jeremy says buy or sell. There's a 400 watch in September. Because Justin Turner is over 385 batting average. Sell. Justin Turner is having a really weird year. He started hitting for power lately, uh, but he he's really good. Oh, yeah. Very good. Greg Ward, buy or sell. Ice cream is the best dessert. Uh, pie. Pie is better than ice cream. I didn't say pie or sell. I said buy or yeah. sell. Sell. Pie is better than ice cream. Ice cream's number two, though. A blizzard, fantastic. I well, first of all, I really don't share your feelings on pie. In fact, That's fine, you're wrong. I'm. I think pie won the Twitter poll, the pie versus cake Twitter poll, which really surprised me. It's objectively better. It, stupid. Like I just don't really like pie all that much, but ice cream, ice cream is the best dessert. I, here, I mean, like you might ice like cream. you might like you pie should. better. Yeah, yeah, I do scream, but we all scream. If you were going to buy a dessert for an occasion, like you just should play it safe and buy ice cream because everybody likes ice cream. I do pie. Oh, let's let's go get a key lime pie. Oh no, that's like the worst pie. Oh, you're the worst pie. <laughs> <laughs> buy or sell from Matthew Fox. Domingo Santana is the best outfield eligible player on the Brewers rest of season. Sell. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I know he's been very good, but I, I just can't buy that at all. I, I would still take Ryan Braun over him, even with the concerns about his playing time. This is from Lego Padawan. Buy or sell $2 hot dogs. I think this is in reference to me saying that the Falcons are my new favorite team in the NFL because their concession stand prices are so cheap. I would buy a $2 hot dog. I would buy. Buy four, two, uh, two like, $2 hot dogs. It's not like you pay more for a hot dog and you get a better hot dog. Like right. Hot dogs can only be so good or so bad. Favorite, favorite hot dog brand? 
Uh, I, I like a ballpark. Oh, me too. Yeah, I like. I, I don't like. Uh, I like the 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 gross hot dogs where they just like people are always like you shouldn't eat hot dogs. It's got all kinds of gross stuff. That's why I like it. Yeah, it's I know. delicious. Yeah, I know. They they are right, but still, it's a it's almost like a guilty pleasure. Uh, Paul Robinson, buy or sell? Aaron Judge is the number five overall draft pick in 2018. We did a draft last week. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I think he went just inside of the top ten, and I think that was controversial. I wouldn't take him in the top ten. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm trying to remember exactly where he went. It was right around the turn. Uh, well, okay, he's he's to me a lot different in points in Roto. Sure. Just because you don't have to worry about the strikeouts. Well, he would just walk so much. He was 13. And I, he does lead the American League in walks. I think he could be a big, I think he could be a, a, a bust next year, Judge. I think he could play more like a third or fourth rounder. Well, I, I, we've seen it a lot. We've seen it with Trey Turner, who actually was very valuable, especially in Roto. But like, when you start buying the one season, especially when the one season's such an outlier for the track record, there's a lot of bust potential there. You have to factor in downside, and we don't always do that with young players. Yeah, and the thing is with Turner is the reason why he was good, he wasn't just good in Roto. He got off yeah. to a terrible start. He had a big game at Coors Field, but other than that, he was pretty bad. Then he turned it on, was great in both formats, the steals. Yeah. And Judge doesn't And he's efficient steal. with the steals. Yes. So steals are kind of like a safety net when, you, when you're as good at, at that as Trey Turner is. Yeah, I, I think, like, I'm not sure there's one guy, one hitter drafted in the first round this year that I'd take judge over next year, except maybe Josh Donaldson, but I, we'll wait to see how his season ends. Yeah, I think I would take judge over Donaldson, but there are multiple hitters who have pushed their way into the first round that I would take over judge as well. I think I would take Joey Votto over Aaron Judge. Yeah. I think I would take uh Freddie Freeman over Aaron Judge. I might, Charlie Blackman's been Ridiculous. I might take Char- Charlie Blackman over Aaron Judge. I might take Judge over Machado because Machado won't have shortstop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd say. All right. Uh, but we're gonna sell. So we sell that top five for sure. Billy Kovac, buy or sell? Adam Duvall finishes with a better second half than he did last year. Bye. Yeah. Well, it's not hard to do that. But I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about him yesterday on the Worryometer. Brian Kersky, buy or sell? You Darvish is a top twenty pitcher rest of season. And it will be for the Rangers. I buy that he will be a top 20 pitcher. I have him just behind James Paxton. I'm not sure it'll be for the Rangers. I'd say that's 50-50. Yeah, I, I do. I, I really feel like he's been unfairly maligned, you Darvish. Yeah, I just, he gets, I think he gets discussed with some of the elite pitchers and he looks like an elite pitcher at times, but the, the strikeout numbers are incredible, but the ratios are always just pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. He's got a 345 ERA right now. And. Which is pretty typical for him. Is it? One, but 1.14 whip is good for him. Yeah, the whip's good. So, okay. He, I think he's, he's around 20 right good. now, by the way. It, in the, you know, in terms of where he's been. Seth Welsh, buy or sell. Addison Russell is a top 10 shortstop rest of season. I mean, he could get there by default, but I'll sell it. And buy yourself from Ryan Rayburn. That Ryan Rayburn? I think it's a different one. Yeah, I think so. Al- Spelled differently. This one is ridiculous. Alex Bregman is a top 10 third baseman rest of the season. 
he he might be a top ten shortstop. Rest. I don't even know about that. Like even if he, he gains might. shortstop eligibility, I'm not sure I'd be that pumped about picking up Bregman. Yeah, he might get there. Yeah, so we're selling. All right, I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, a lot left here, which is good. Um, second half of the show is going to be awesome. Our email of the day is from Blake in Santa Barbara. Blake says, "Hey, Mike, Joe, Dick, and Al." That feels like broadcasters to me. Okay. You know, Dick Enberg, Al Michaels, yeah. Joe Buck. Who's that Mike? That could be it. Mike something. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it could also be Magic Mike, according to Google. It could be. Congrats, Adam, on the wedding. I hope no one threw up in your Uncle Carl's lap. Long story. <laughs> I have the story, by the way, if you'd like it later. Instead of laps, can we talk haps? Ian Hap is not very highly ranked among the experts, but he's on the same kind of pace as the likes of Matt Carpenter and other top tier tier guys. Is Ian Hap a long-term starting second baseman in 12-team leagues, or do I need to look elsewhere? And I will say that Ian Hap started playing pretty regularly on June 13th. It's been about a month of baseball. In that time, he is the number 12 second baseman in points leagues. Number seven in Roto. He is only three fantasy points away, though, from being the number six second baseman in points. He's extremely bunched. Six through 12. Half has a 918 OPS since becoming a more or less regular player. And he's 78% owned. Is he uh, a starting second baseman in 12-team leagues? Ian Happ. I'd say he's just outside. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm open to the idea that we're underrating him. Hap or me, Chris Taylor? Hap or Rugnet Odor? Rugnet Odor. All right. But Hap's, Hap's good. Yes. I, I start him every day as an outfielder in one of my daily leagues. Yeah, he's All been, right. he's been that good. Not saying he's a top, you know, not saying he's a starting outfielder, but yeah, good stuff. Chris, uh, you freaked me out this morning. You shaved. You always, you look so different <laughs> when you shave. I look like 15 years younger. Well. See now, now because I shaved, you know how young I am. You're 29, right? Yeah, 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 see? I look like I'm 19. Yeah, yeah, you look very young. You look like you're about to start college. Congratulations. <laughs> big moment for you. Uh, but you use your Harry's razors, so, congr- so, big moment for you. Um, drop meter. Yes. Alright, I got four pitchers here. Five pitchers! They're all owned in 78% or more of leagues. How droppable are they? Zero to ten. Mike Leak. Ten. Kenta Maeda. Six. Guess how many quality starts Kenta Maeda has this year? He has thrown 83 innings. Uh, three. Three. Three quality starts. He is... just doesn't go deep into games. It's, yeah. it's very odd. It's not like he's that inefficient. He just doesn't throw a lot of pitches more, most often. Yeah, and, and three starts, three starts all year with more than five innings pitched for Kenta That's Maeda. Crazy. Jordan Montgomery, zero to ten on the dropometer. Four. He's been pretty bad for about four starts in a row now, but before that he was very good. Um, I believe in the talent. I believe in the skill set. He doesn't have the best stuff, and so he might be one of those guys, like maybe an Aaron Nola, who when when things go poorly, they tend to go really poorly, and he just needs to figure things out. And so you, so far, like Montgomery better than Leak and Maeda? Yes. I love that you made Mike Leak a 10. I mean, uh, I, he just... I've never been... Like, he's just okay. He goes, he had some really good luck early in the season, but this, we're deep enough into Mike Leake's career to know who yeah. he is, and what he is is 
like a high three ZRA guy at best. Carlos Rodon, 78% owned, 0 to 10 for Carlos Rodon. Three. I still want to wait it out and see if, you know, once it clicks, once he gets the feel back, see how good he can be. John Gray, 84% owned. Zero. Okay. Do you feel comfortable starting John Gray at home? <sighs> mm, no, but there aren't a lot of pitchers that I feel comfortable starting every time out anyway, so I feel very confident starting him on the road. Now it's time for an ownership analysis. I'm going to tell you a player. I'm going to give you his ownership. You're going to tell me if he's under-owned, over-owned, or if the porridge is just right. How about a top 10 first baseman for the season? Mark Reynolds, 94% owned. Uh, way over-owned. Way over-owned, people. Way over-owned. I think he's just a guy at first base. So he went 0 for 6 yesterday with three strikeouts. The 48 games before that, batting 249 with eight home runs. He's just... He's not that good, Mark Reynolds. Yes. Oh, here's an interesting one. Jose Bautista, 97% owned since June 1st. So Bautista had a huge May. 1055 OPS, nine home runs. Since June 1st, Bautista's batting 204 with six home runs, 44 strikeouts to 26 walks in 41 games. Jose Bautista is 97% owned. What's his porridge like? Maybe a little hot. But I, I probably still needs to be 90-plus percent. Really? Because he hasn't justified it. I mean, he's the number 30 outfielder in head-to-head points leagues. Yes, he's the number, what, 40... 47. Seven in means, Roto. That means you're still starting him across the board. <sighs> okay. Like, being number 30 in head-to-head points leagues, I do start him in our podcast league. He'll probably get hurt this week so Chris can beat me. But... <laughs> Bautista, I like that he's leading off. That's always a good thing in a head-to-head points league. He's not. A, I'm not saying he's a must-start, but like he's he's probably not hurting you. He's just he may just be at that point where he's just if he's in your lineup, it's fine. If he's not, that's okay too. But I still think he should be owned. Mark Reynolds is one of the most overowned players in baseball. So is this next guy. His porridge is way too hot. Nomar Mazzara. I mean, like every day I'm gonna that I talk about Mazzara, I don't do it that often anymore, but you should know. He's not that good for fantasy, and he's 85% owned. What are you doing? He doesn't steal bases. He's stop. He's 85% he's, owned. He's just not that good yet. Yeah. He he has a 750 OPS right now. He had a 740 last season. He can't hit lefties. Yeah, he's just he's a guy. He's had one good month. He was really good in May. He had a 949 OPS. He has a sub 700 OPS in every other month this season. Is it? Can, I would guess that's the same. Uh, yeah, I would guess that's the same for Jose Bautista. Maybe, but at least Jose Bautista walks. Yeah, that's probably why it, it might. That might be why it's not the same. Um, Matt Adams, 64% owned, sits against lefties. Just been kind of okay lately. Matt Adams, 64% owned. Maybe a little too high, but I still think he's a a, a very useful guy. It just the bar remains so high at first base. Would you drop Mark Reynolds for Matt Adams? No, that that just seems like shifting deck chairs on the, not even the Titanic, because neither of those guys is a luxury. It's like shifting deck chair. Deck Deck chairs. Deck chairs on like a canoe with a hole in it. Would you rather have Ian Desmond or Matt Adams? Ian Desmond. Michael Franco is 62% owned. Franco, over the last 31 games for him, yep. he is the number seven third baseman in points, number 13 in Roto. 
has an 868 OPS and 13 walks to 12 strikeouts. 62% owned Michael, Michael Franco. What do you think? I think he's underowned at this point. Yeah, he's starting to figure it out. We, the thing that we've always liked about him is he can be a good power hitter who doesn't strike out and that should lead to good batting averages and it hasn't yet, but he's hitting 300 in the month of July with four strikeouts and 60 at bats. So yeah, I think Michael Franco's underowned. All right, Michael Franco, 62%. We're actually getting a lot of questions about him. So, you know, Chris Taylor, Chris Taylor or Michael Franco? Michael Franco. Who else? Uh, Joey Gallo or Michael Franco? Uh, no, that's not an, uh, that's, I mean, that's a Franco, right? Joey Gallo's really, really good at one thing. Yeah, uh, he doesn't play yeah, every I day. Yeah, I guess Franco. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Healy or Franco? Franco. Okay. Clint Frazier, 57% owned, 944 OPS. But only one walk to 12 yeah. strikeouts in 13 games for Clint Frazier. I think he's probably about right. 57%? Yeah. Would you rather have Clint Frazier or Nomar Mazzara? Um, probably Mazzara. No. Eh. I don't, I don't even know. know the point of owning Nomar Mazzara. Yeah, cause he plays in a good lineup, but so does Clint Frazier. Um, sure, I'll go Frazier. You talked me into it. I want to see his, his plate discipline. For me, it's mostly just like, drop Mazar cause he's not good right now, pick up Clint Frazier cause he's hitting well right now. You're not gonna miss Nomar Mazar anyway. Frazier walked a lot in AAA. I think, you know, I don't think he's gonna be a terrible plate discipline guy in the majors. Like, yeah. you know, let's let him figure out the league a little bit. He's also pretty athletic. Alright, Nick Williams, 17% owned, uh, Chris. Nick Williams in his last seven games is 11 for 29 with three homers, two doubles, two triples. Now this guy might have bad plate discipline in the majors, um, and he has. Three walks and 16 strikeouts in 16 games. But is Nick Williams under-owned at 17%? So he's one of those guys who had decent power in the minors, and I actually looked it up. Um, there are 30 players in 2015, there were 30 players last year who qualified for the batting title at either double A or triple A who have at least a hundred, uh, plate appearances in the majors this season. So guys who have made the jump and have played pretty regularly. That group has seen their isolated slugging percentage jump about 15%. That's pretty consistent with what I think we assume at this point is that there's something up with the baseball in the majors that's making it easier to hit for power and this is a guy who I don't think he's underowned, but if he keeps hitting for power, then then it could be. Okay, so keep an eye on Nick Williams. You know, probably more in categories leagues. You don't have to worry about the yeah. walk to strikeout ratio. But seventeen percent owned, this is your chance to get him. Chris, we got some pitchers to talk about here. Then we have emails. We have uh, today's matchups. Everything else good in your life? Yeah, I mean, I'm dealing with having a bald face right now, but other than that, it's fine. What's the next crappy concert you're going to with your key lime pie? I'm going to Jason Isbell tomorrow. That is bull. He is great. I don't know America's who greatest songwriter. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Mm, that's probably Steven Tyler. That's definitely not Steven Tyler. Rotation time. We talked about Cole and Gray. How about these two youngsters? Jose Barrios... Well, rank these three guys. Okay. Barrios, Faria, Pomerantz. 
Berea, Faria Pomeranz. I actually had to make a roster move this week in one of my leagues. I wanted to pick up Hanley Ramirez. He's been hot. I actually dropped Drew Pomeranz, and I didn't feel great about it, but Ooh, wow. he was the worst. He was the least interesting pitcher that I have. Um, and that's not to say he's bad. It's just that that was the decision I had to make. No, he's not bad at all, Drew Pomeranz. In fact, in his last 12 starts, he's a 2.62 ERA, 25 walks, 69 strikeouts, and 68 and two-thirds. He has walked five in two of his last three starts, which is strange. Um, but Pomeranz said he wasn't fully healthy in spring training. He got off to a slow start. He says he's healthy now, and that's the big difference for Pomeranz. And we know how good he can be when he's healthy. So yeah. I, I don't think we're advocating dropping him. I, I get your situation. Yeah, um, it was, it's a 10-team league. I had to drop someone. Okay, Faria had his worst start, his only bad start, first non-quality start in eight career outings. Yeah. Uh, so he's cool. And I know I'm being a little random today, but I just have a lot of random things on the brain. You ever seen the movie UHF with the Weird no. Al Yankovic? I have not. Thanks for ruining my story You're here. Yeah, well, in UHF, there's a character that just yells stupid in like a really funny way. Stupid! You're so stupid! And I, like, I have the ability, I will have the ability soon to to do drops on the air. And we're not gonna be huge on that, because like, that's, I don't think people want us to do that. I think, I think you should go full drive time. No. Like, Adam in the stink monkey in the jungle. (laughs) Yes, that kind of stuff. (laughs) The dingo and the baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get that stupid drop, and if you ever mention dropping Drew Pomeranz for Hanley Ramirez again, I might be able to uh good drop that in there. Um now nah, I mean I get it. Pitch you know, it depends on your roster. Fringy starting pitchers. You know, Dan Straley, I guess, could have been on the drop o meter. He's not that fringy, he's ninety percent owned. But uh only twelve strikeouts in his last twenty four and a third. He was bad against the Phillies yesterday. Any concerns about Dan Straley? Yesterday's start was really weird because the one thing we know Dan Straley's good at is limiting hits. And the fact that he's been getting so many strikeouts this season while continuing to limit limit hits has made him the better version of Marco Estrada. And then he gives up a lot of hits yesterday. I think it's just bad luck. I think he's pretty good. I'm not I'm not necessarily dropping him. I I will say if I had Dan Straley and Drew Pomeranz, I probably would drop Dan Straley ahead of Drew Pomeranz. All right, so the rest of the guys in this group, just tell me if you want to own them in a okay. vacuum. Charlie Morton, Zach Davies, Kevin Gossman, Jason Hamill, R.A. Dickey, Nick Pavetta, Alex Meyer. Charlie Morton, Zach Davies, Kevin Gossman, Jason Hamill, R.A. Dickey, Nick Pavetta, Alex Meyer. Um, Kevin Gossman's so frustrating. Yeah. Just... Figure it out, man, because it looked like he had figured it out over his previous couple of starts, and then he gets absolutely bombed the last time, uh, the last couple of starts, and I gave up on him again. And yeah, I let's see him do it for more than a couple of starts before we buy in. Charlie Morton, I think, is worth owning, but he's probably going to lose his rotation spot if, if not Brad Peacock. Um, those are probably the two most interesting to me. In deeper leagues, I do think Nick Pavetta and Alex Meyer are both interesting enough that I would say they're under-owned at 21 and 16%. If Alex Meyer can just get his control in order, he could be an ace. Yeah. He is so – he's like – I guess he's kind of like Robbie Ray at this point in his career. Meyer was a yeah. first-round pick of the Nationals, and he faced them yesterday without Bryce Harper, struck out seven Nationals, gave up one hit and one walk in seven innings. 
but his his control right now is just I mean his whip is his whip is actually 1.34 which is not that bad for someone who's walked 42 in 67 and a third. He's only given up 48 hits in 67 and a third. Yeah, I mean he's hard to hit and there's probably a little babbit block there too. I would say this probably doesn't matter for most people, but like if you could pick up a free agent and keep him for like a 25th round pick next year, Alex Meyer is someone in the, in those types of leagues that in fact I'm going to I'm going to look into that in my <laughs> keeper league. Uh we'll get into today's matchups. I got an email here from Auburn says, should I trade Cookie for Braun and Severino? Should I trade Cookie for Braun and Severino? Who's Cookie? I'm guessing that's Mookie. That is a uh. dynasty league. <laughs> <laughs> Head-to-head points, 10-team dynasty league. Give up Cookie bets for Braun and Severino. In a dynasty no! league? No! Yeah, I don't think you can. As good as Severino is, he's the by far the most valuable piece in that trade that you're getting back, and that's not a good sign when you're getting a young pitcher back because they're so volatile. Hey, my trade got accepted! Stroman You're... for Verlander. Oh, way to go. Well, maybe. I mean, Stroman's I think, been no, a lot I better. I think that's a good trade for you. Yeah, and, 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 you know, that's specifically in a categories league. I just think Verlander's yeah. gonna have him on strikeouts. Verlander's probably gonna have him on whip if he can just get his control in order. So, yeah, good for me. I'm the best. Now, um, let's get into today's match. You're the worst. I am the worst. Uh, so let's see. We're going to look at today's scoreboard here. July 20th. We've got three games that start at 1230 Eastern or earlier, and we've got a 135 as well. Let's get to it. Lance Lynn and Seth Lugo, Cardinals at Mets. I'm okay starting Lance Lynn. Jimmy Nelson and Jamison Tyone. I will start both. Patrick Corbin, you convinced me to pick him up, by the way. I picked him up as a – oh, no, I picked up Zach Godley instead of Patrick Corbin. I but think that's smart. Corbin was the second guy I was going – I dropped Andrew Moore for uh Godley, and then I was going to drop him for Corbin. Corbin and Luis Castillo, interesting matchup today. Diamondbacks at Reds, Corbin and Luis Castillo. Castillo is – like, he's already been good against the Diamondbacks. He's been good against all these tough matchups. He's had the most ridiculously tough. Doesn't he have the the Red Sox or the Dodgers next, too? I think he might be things. at the Yankees next. Yeah, that's it. It's just like, can the kid get the Padres <laughs> for once, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I, the Diamondbacks have, first of all, I think they're two and nine in their last 11 games. Uh, I don't know what their offense is doing there, but I'm, I'm gonna start, uh, this guy, He's got Castillo. upside. Like he, he can still get a bunch of strikeouts against them, and and no JD Martinez makes him look a little better. Uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, I'll start both of them. Okay. Next matchup here is Red Sox hosting the Blue Jays. Francisco Liriano and Doug Fister. Pass. Cole Hamels and Wade Miley. Uh, I will start Cole Hamels. Fulmer and Duffy. I'll start both. Fultonevich at Brandon McCarthy. I'm okay starting either one. I think Brandon McCarthy's obviously the better start with the better matchup. <sighs> Fulty's interesting. Dodgers scare me. He's been me. really good lately, but I just, I, I think he's the new Andrew Kashner. Yeah. Where just like, it seems like he should be so much better and he'll go through stretches where he looks really good, but like, he still doesn't get a ton of swinging strikes. He still doesn't get as many strikeouts as you think he should. So, I think he's worth owning for sure right now. Diamondbacks offense, let's go back to the previous discussion, has been pretty bad lately. Yeah, the Dodgers, I, I don't know that I'd start Fulton Everett against the Dodgers. They're just so good. 11 wins in a row. Yeah. 
this is the Yankees Mariners. Severino, we're going to start him. Felix Hernandez. I'd start both. Mariners are at home, so you don't have the, the home run concern, and the Yankees offense has been just not that great. Yeah, I hate them right now. Uh, Yoli Shasin at Madison Bumgarner. You know, we talk about Yoli Shasin as someone that you can start at home. AT&T Park's a better place to pitch. I think Yoli Shasin's not a bad streaming option in this matchup. And Madison Bumgarner, obviously, it's the first start back from the DL, but I don't think no, there's any question. Second, start. second, start. second start back yeah. from the DL. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think you start him. Yeah, he was fine in his first time out. Okay, I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. Okay, let's see. Yolisha Seen will be better than. Will be better than. Um, Jamison Tyone today. Okay, Tyone's got the Brewers. Shasin is at the Giants. That seems okay to me. The Giants are really bad. Emails. Let's get to them. Again, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Bids from the Bronx. Actually, this was, this email was all about the daily pitchers, would you start them today segment gets brushed aside, but it is a very integral part of the podcast. So you got your wish, Bids. He says, P.S. Mushrooms are grosser than raisins. No. I uh, eat mushrooms way more often than I eat raisins, and I very rarely eat mushrooms. Mushrooms are neither of them are gross. Both are two two of my favorites, I'd say. I mean mushrooms are objectively gross. Would you like looking? Yes. And and just like where they grow, the fact that they're spores, they you know, that they're, they're gross, but they're they're okay for eating. It is my favorite pizza topping. Oh no. Cooked mushrooms, not those like raw ones from the can. <laughs> Carl from White Rock, British Columbia, Canada. Dear Willie, Kate, Lynn, and Brian. Willie, Kate, Lynn, and Brian. I have no idea. Yeah, me either. Ten-team head-to-head points league. I would give up Corey Seager and Ryan Zimmerman. Corey Seager and Ryan Zimmerman. Get Anthony Rizzo and Carlos Correa. So you upgrade from Zimmerman to Rizzo. You downgrade from Corey Seager to Correa. My idea is I can pick up either Marwin Gonzalez or Alex Bregman and play them at shortstop until Correa gets back for the fantasy playoffs. All right, so the key here is when do your playoffs start? Because I think we've got some that start in like week 20. And if that's the case, there's no way Carlos Correa is going to be back. The earliest uh, that he'll be back based on the timetable that we know of is like week 22. I don't think this is worth it. I think you're... I think you're betting on something that may never happen, and that's, I, I think there's a chance Carlos Correa is just done for the fantasy season. All right, but which side would you rather have? Would you rather have Seeger and Ryan Zimmerman or Rizzo and Marwin Gonzalez? I think that, that might be worth doing. It, the Rizzo upgrade yeah. from Zimmerman is huge. That's a really big upgrade. And I know Marwin Gonzalez has been better than Corey Seeger. I don't actually think that's a real thing. No, but, you know, will he be that yeah, much worse? Yeah, I, I think that's okay. I, I, I'm i not necessarily sure I would do it, but maybe. Here's a great the trade from Kevin. Give uh, – this is actually funny. I didn't realize how similar these two were. Give Marwin Gonzalez, get Ryan Zimmerman. You know, I, I think I'd probably rather just have Marwin. The positions he plays are tougher to find than Ryan Zimmerman. By the way, I found out who Willie, Kate, Lynn, and Brian are. Uh, Alf. Yeah. Alf. Apparently. I never watched Alf. Who the heck would get that? Good for you if you got that. They're the Tanner family. 
Luke from Canton, Ohio. How do you value starting pitchers in Roto Leagues this late in the season? They only have 10 to 12 starts left at most. Do you value them a little bit less? I have an opportunity to trade for both Ray and Quintana to help me in wins and strikeouts. Is it worth giving up major pieces to make a move like this? Um, I mean, you would definitely rather trade for starting pitchers when they have more starts left, but you know, the calculus isn't really any different here. Like right. starting pitchers are always only going to have 30 maybe starts in a season, whereas position players are going to have 150. So it's still I a third think, of their year. What? It's still a third yeah, of their still season. It's a third of both of their years. So I, I don't think that necessarily changes my view. Yeah. And I just made a starting pitcher trade in a roto league. And this email's from Rob. Should I drop Matt Adams or Ian Happ for David Peralta? Not Happ. If you want, if you need the outfield help, dropping Adams for Peralta's fine, but it's not, it's not a slam dunk either. You want to hear the story about that email that we had from Blake where he said, I hope sure. nobody threw up in, what did he say? Uncle somebody's lap? Yeah. He said, I hope no one threw up in your Uncle Carl's lap. Long story. I wrote him back. Tell the story. So this is what Blake said. We had to shuttle people up to our wedding location, which was at a farm in the mountains of Santa Barbara. Steep. That beautiful. Yeah, steep and windy road. Uncle Carl is my wife's uber-quiet dentist uncle. Great guy, always smiling, but mostly spends get-togethers sipping a Miller Lite in the background. Think Japanese Ben Stein. Anyway, <laughs> it was a hell of a party and this long, windy road. One of her bridesmaids ended up throwing up in Uncle Carl's lap on the bus ride down the hill. He just kind of smiled through it and hasn't mentioned it since. Good old Uncle Carl. Did he have a change of pants? I don't. uh, He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would have a change of pants. That is that is very unfortunate. I feel bad for Uncle Carl. Uncle Carl doesn't deserve that. No, no, he doesn't. How do you throw up on someone as an adult? Yeah, like I understand it as a child because you don't have impulse control but as an adult it's not like it doesn't come out of nowhere like you have some inkling that you're gonna throw up well i've never been drunk chris so you tell me could you see yourself I mean, getting like, so this drunk this person probably wasn't drunk i thought it was on the way to the way no it was the way back on the oh, long okay and then road. i guess if they were drunk that makes sense i've i've actually never thrown up while drinking really the next day the next day yeah <laughs> but the day of i hold it well excellent good to know Good to know. A lot of facts about Chris I would never throw up on Uncle Carl. No. And neither would Chris Taylor. too much. Neither would Chris Taylor. So for me, Chris Taylor, for Chris Towers, for CBS Sports, this is Fantasy Baseball Today. See you tomorrow.